Introducing your three-time defending Dynasty League champion, two-time Shiva Bowl finalist, inaugural winner of the Bottom Fantasy League, business school graduate, sandwich extraordinaire, cocktail maestro, green connoisseur, 2011 Cochrane Football Most Versatile Player and League All-Star, 2012 Cochrane Football Coaches Award for contributions to the game, two-time undefeated provincial championship winning football coach, that's 27-0, ladies and gentlemen, holder of a six-exam social studies win streak versus the beast, ladies and gentlemen, your host, The Sleeping Guy. And welcome in to a special Super Bowl edition of the Man in the Middle podcast. Super Bowl slash my birthday week. Uh, some, <laughs> some would argue that my birthday is more important than Super Bowl. I might, I might be um, in the minority in arguing that take, but we'll see what the boys think about that. I, I am uh, the sleeping. I know the sleeping. If the sleeping guy's birthday was on the Super Bowl, he'd say he'd say he's more important. But I am joined by my two two hosts from the West Coast. Um, we're even more port, apart in time zone, so uh, hopefully we don't have any uh, time zone mishaps in the near future but boys how are you doing now uh, we get a football game this week hey thanks beast uh well greetings to you on the east coast now you're really taking one for the team staying up after 9 30 to to get the podcast done it's it's something i wouldn't do and before we get to the podcast i'd just like to shout out all the women in sports because it is national women in sports day yesterday so to the ladies out there Keep doing what you're doing. And now back to the boys on the Man in the Middle podcast. So yeah, <laughs> shout out the ladies, but there's my two male co-hosts. So uh, Beauty Man, how you doing? I am fantastic. Nice rainy day on the golf course, teaching the young phenom how to respect his elders. And um, only a few days away from another historic Super Bowl. Boys, we've got two of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen in the last 20 years. Patrick Mahomes coming one of four men to start to, in two Super Bowls in his first three years as a starter, joining the likes of Kurt Warner, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. Woo! Quick point for you, though, here, boys. Guess who, uh, guess who Kurt Warner and Russell Wilson lost to in their second appearance? Mm-hmm. Real right. history repeated to oh, one more time. Fucking Gramps back Let's in his 10th Super Bowl. No, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean... I got the day off work. I think I've been walking around with a little extra pep in my step this week because I'm so excited for the Super Bowl. Mostly the coin toss is a great gambling experience, just a flip of the coin. It's it's got to be tails, no? I mean, we'll get we'll get we'll have our picks and we'll have our prop picks at the end of the show to to keep you suckers waiting and make sure you listen to the whole thing. But we'll we'll go over a little preview here. Um, but but I'll I'll start quickly. Sleeping guy, it's got to be tails, no? Tails never fails, baby. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. But but let's get into the actual game here, and uh, I I like this because we've got some differing perspectives. Like we we got we've got the beauty man who who lives and breathes Tom Brady, uh, sleeping guy. I know I know you were you've grown to respect Tom over these past few years, as have I. But but we're both Patrick Mahomes guys. We we like we like some cheese. We liked Andy Reid. We hope he gets to eat another cheeseburger after the game. Um, but I'll, I'll start with the beauty man here. And uh, is this an accurate line to you? Like, do you think the Chiefs should be the favorite team in this going into this game? 
course. Been saying it all year. You want to be the champs? You've got to beat the champs. I do find it interesting as whether or not there would have been a few more points to the Chiefs' sides if this game was played in a neutral site and not in Tampa Bay. Did that come into effect? Who knows? We've never been here before. But I'll be honest, guys. I'm having a hard time picturing anything other than a Bucks victory right now. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad my co-host, the beauty man, is letting his bias shine through, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here we go. If anyone's going to write a Tom Brady autobiography, it's going to be this guy. But let's talk about the real game because all I've seen all week is Brady, Mahomes, seven Super Bowls versus back-to-back Super Bowls. Let's talk about how this game is going to really be won. And boys, you know how it's going to be done? The old school way, in the trenches. I think it's going to come down to who can win the battle between the offensive lines and the defensive lines. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs have a little something to worry about with a man that Jason Pierre-Paul doesn't know exist, Mike Remmers at left tackle. If you're unaware, if you haven't been paying attention, Eric Fisher, their left tackle, number one overall pick, tore his Achilles at the end of the Bills game which means the Chiefs are going into the Super Bowl down four offensive linemen starters from their ideal week one starting offensive line, which leads a sleeping guy to believe that Patrick Mahomes is going to be running for his life all game. I've got to say it's what leads me leaning towards the Bucks is those two bookends. Jason Pierre-Paul, the one-handed man, and Shaq Barrett both coming off the edge, getting in his face. I don't know, boys. What do you guys think? I mean, I can't tell if it's the sleeping guy or Dan Fouts on this podcast. <laughs> he loves to talk about some, some, some offensive line play, I guess. But no, that's obviously, that's just like such a key storyline. We saw what the Bucks could do to Aaron Rodgers. I think Pierre Paul and Shaquille Barrett combined for five sacks against Aaron Rodgers. But again, I'm not sure how much it honestly matters, which is uh, crazy to say, but I mean, Mahomes, if anyone can cook up some magic against pressure with pressure in his face, it's Patrick Mahomes. Every game we watch him play, he, you just you look at a replay and you just all you can say is, wow. Um, I saw PFF has him since 2018, since he came in the league. He's the top-rated quarterback when, pre- when he's pressured. So, I mean, that's why teams can't blitz him. But again, I think that is the Bucks' best chance to uh, to win this game is if they can get bother him in the pocket but again i my feeling is it doesn't matter andy reed and patrick mahomes will will have some schemes ready for for pressure but um i don't know like it, it there's the chiefs o line and then i don't know what you guys are hearing about the safeties on the on the on the other side of the ball because antoine winfield jr he says he's gonna play with his ankle um but is this gonna matter like if if they don't have their safeties do they have any shot in this game yeah, I think um, I'm not sure if Whitehead will be able to play, but Winfield Jr. is a much bigger piece, and I know he'll be game ready and out there to go. The other, I mean, it's going to be tricky. You guys pointed out, obviously, the offensive line is a huge storyline, and Patrick and his mobility, a la Russell Wilson in years past or Lamar Jackson, do you even need to block for him? Who knows? Because he's so mobile back there. But does he or does he not still have turf toe? Because he wasn't as mobile as we've seen in Buffalo. There's two-week rest. But you are playing a very strong front seven against Tampa Bay, similar to the very strong front seven that they went up against in the Super Bowl last year. And when you look at that game, 
there's seven minutes left in the fourth quarter and the Chiefs scored 10 points. Chiefs scored 10 points. The Niners touched the ball three times after that and failed to score once. And I mean, I feel like these teams are put together quite well. I really like the fact that having the matchup in the regular season, it's like the second division game, you know? What are you going to be able to pull off that we haven't really seen before? You, We got your entire season on tape and the head-to-head matchup. I always like the team who's lost again in the rematch. That team is also playing at home. That team also doesn't have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. They have the guy that they traded Jimmy Garoppolo away to keep. Yeah. Well, well here's a quick stat for you, and then you will jump to you, sleeping guy. Team in the last in the last uh, four, 13 matchups of teams that have played each other in the regular se- season, um, the the team that won the game is six and seven in the Super Bowl. So. You can see it's pretty evenly split, but and we saw in the Bucks Packers game, it didn't didn't matter. The Bucks kicked their ass in the regular season, and they they did it again in the playoffs. So we'll see how much of that matters. But you could argue that the initial Bucks Packers matchup wasn't. You couldn't really look back at that because yeah. the game was washed after the second quarter. Oh yeah, exactly. It really was. And I actually, I'm to the, to the beauty man's point, I'm disappointed that we couldn't get noted foot expert Rex Ryan on the podcast this week to break down some turf toe. But, <laughs> you know, I really think if we're, if we're really looking at it, I've mentioned it before the NFC championship game. I'm going to mention it again. I love the speed at linebacker for the Buccaneers and some battles against Travis Kelsey. Now, are you going to stop Travis Kelsey? Hell no. But can Devin White and Levante David run with them a little bit over the middle, keep them in check a little bit? I think so. Plus, you're going against Mahomes, you're going to need to send some extra rushers. And if there's one man who can dial up some crazy wild blitzes, that'd be Todd Bowles. So I'd like to keep him guessing. Now, you can't play the same coverage the whole time. you got to stay one step ahead of the Walrus and Patrick Mahomes. So I love him to mix up some cover two, some cover three, some man. Make him, make him really start thinking where those guys are going to be going to be coming from. Now, on the other side of things, TB12, if there's one thing Tom Brady is besides a winner, the greatest quarterback of all time, and the best-looking quarterback of all time, is he knows how to manage a football game. I expect that Tom Brady to be handing it off a lot, pounding the rock, trying to control the clock, keep the ball away from Mahomes, a la what he did in the 2019 AFC Championship game. And finally, boys, the turnover battle. You're going to hear it. Hear it. You heard it. Hear first man i'm just so excited for the super bowl you heard it here first the turnover wins the turnover battle is gonna win the football game now i don't know the stats like the like the beast has got for all these things but i'm gonna tell you this the team that's won the turnover battle super bowl 54 and 0 so that's that's a that's a parlay you're gonna want to make win the turnover battle win the game and it's 100 percent not true because the seahawks won the turnover battle in Please, please well, I was about to say, I was about to say, boys, we got some Super Bowls, some parallels, some history. Who doesn't love a good narrative? We have got the dynasty himself, TB12, going up against another budding dynasty, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Russell Wilson Brady in the grave back in 2014. It is now Patrick Mahomes' chance. Is he going to stake his claim as the only person who went back to back Super Bowl since Tom Brady? This time? We get to find out on Sunday. I think we're all winners. And uh, so, Beast, you got some more takes for us? Well, I, the only thing I was going to mention is let's let's sure hope that the the Bucks have a little better game plan to cover Tyreek Hill because I don't know if you guys remember in the their first matchup, he had 200 yards in the first quarter, 
Um, finished the game with 269 yards. Nice. And three touchdowns. <laughs> so do you have Hey, you got sometimes you gotta pick your poison as a defensive coordinator. Unfortunately, Todd Bowles took the venom straight to the heart in the first quarter. Am I am I wrong in remembering that they put up 17 in the first queue and 10 points the rest of the game? Yes. I mean, I mean again, everybody thought that game was over and then the Bucks came back, right? So they, they obviously right adjusted. Back. So at the end of the day, for me in this game, like I think the Bucks have it lined up on every avenue, which is weird. Which is weird. The more of time's gone by, the more I've started to lean towards the Bucks. Except there's this one other factor, this one thing that the Chiefs have that I've never seen before, and it's that on any given moment, in any quarter throughout this game, they can just blow the fucking roof off this place. Yeah. And they did it in the first quarter in that last matchup. So if the Bucks just don't get outscored by three scores in one quarter, I think I think they're gonna win this game. I think if Buffalo doesn't just give up 21 in four minutes in the AFC championship game, they got a shot at the end. So can you contain the chiefs for 60 minutes? I don't know. Hardly anyone's done it in the last two years, but I like Tampa Bay's opportunity this summer. Well, I, I I'm interested to see your guys take here because, uh, as you you know, my, I'm trying to be a budding journalist. So I wrote a super bowl preview where I, where I gave the, gave the classic edge on either side of the ball. And, uh, on offense, I gave the edge to the Chiefs. On defense, I gave the edge to the Bucks, And I gave the overall edge combining both, both sides of the ball, special teams coaching to the Chiefs. I would like to know your guys' takes. Would you change any of those or, or, or do you agree with me? Well, first and foremost, I'd like to know where you read this preview so I can go read it and criticize it. Okay, just, let, just, you just let me give you my, uh, my favorite line from it because I was very proud of it. Yes, you I were said, Texas. Yeah, I said the two starters have faced off four times in their career, splitting the previous four matchups, including two and two, including an almost identical scoring output with Mahomes outdueling Brady by a score of 121 to 120 over the four games. But here it comes, boys. Here it is. But this is the biggest stage yet. And coincidentally, a stage that Brady has been on a time or two, or more accurately, a time or ten. Oh, hey, nice. Well done. Man, you're just, wow. You're yeah. move, move over, Rick Riley. You're on the back page of Sports Illustrated yeah. now. I know that was, I know it's probably been made somewhere else before, but I will, uh, it's on the Toronto Observer. Uh, please go read it so I can make millions. Um, so right. did you say Breitbart? Yeah. Or the Rebel? <laughs> Fuck those guys. All right. Uh, sleeping guy, do you agree with who I gave the edges to? I do agree with though, actually. And uh, the one thing that I, I thought you might be missing though is the coaching mismatch. Because, I think he said Andy over Bruce. Uh, Tom I, I, Brady over Andy Reid. Tom Brady is the head coach. Just ask Bruce Arians, all right? He just lets him do his thing and he just hangs out and gets the wins to make himself look like a legitimate coach by the end of his career. It's, um, yeah, it's guys, it's going to be so fun. I, at the end of the day, I mean, Bruce Arians, I've been saying it all year. He's a head case, and I, I don't know what he's doing, but it's kind of working out for him right now. I'd almost prefer if Todd Bowles was the head coach because I love what he's doing on the defensive side of the ball. But I think the Chiefs' offense is more explosive. You know Patrick is more explosive. But the Chiefs' defense, are we undervaluing it a little bit? Because they played man coverage like they were glued to the Buffalo Bills in that AFC title game. And Buffalo's got some receivers. So 
I'm not as confident to just give it away. I like Tampa's front seven a lot more, but the secondary, I don't think they're as strong on the back end, especially when you've got the honey badger in Kansas City. At the end of the day, it's just it's just going to come down to those four or five plays and some situational football, which is where I get a little bit nervous because that's where Bruce is at his absolute worst. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's where Tom's at his best. Nice. Uh, I, I, I look at it this way, and I, I don't know if you guys agree with me here. I look at it as the Bucs are maybe the more complete team. Like, if you look on offensive, defensively, like, you look top to bottom on the starting rosters, like, they're probably the more complete team. But then you look at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have the best stars. Like, Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey, while there are some great receivers on the Bucs, like, they're, they're, they're the top two offensive players outside of the quarterbacks in this game. And then, arguably, Chris – like you can make the argument Chris Jones is the best defensive player in this game. So I don't know. It, 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 it comes down to maybe some overall depth versus the stars. If, if the Bucks can stop the chief stars, um, maybe, maybe they do win this game. And, and again, you can't, you never want to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. So you're going to hear that one 17,000 times this week, but, uh, um, but let's talk X factor boys, because everybody loves a good X factor. So outside of the big stars, you guys, you boys got any X factors that uh, we should be looking looking to to make a big impact here? I got one, and um, I might even put a little wager on this gentleman for MVP. He has been a playoff standout coming out of absolutely nowhere. Leonard Fournette, baby. Pound that rock. Keep Patrick on the sidelines. Keep toting it. That run that he had in Green Bay, man, did that fire me up. Little bounce to the outside, spin, finish. It was a thing of beauty. I think that um, not only will it be the key to the Bucks' success, but keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline is at the utmost importance. I got two. I got two X factors. Number one, coming off the edge for the Chiefs, Frank Clark. Someone is going to have to block him or he can single-handedly wreck this game. We know the recipe for beating Tom Brady in Super Bowls, and that is getting pressure with four and playing some coverage so Frank the Tank can generate that off the edge. Watch out. And on the other side of the ball, the man in the middle, no pun intended, Vita Vey. He was finally back in the NFC Championship game. God, he's fucking huge, and he's going to be two weeks healthier. I expect him to be firing off the ball, really screwing up the running game, and maybe messing with the timing on some of these gadget plays that they love to run. So I like Vita Vey. I like him to really be a disruptor. Nice. Beast, what do you got for us? I mean, mine goes to, like, the two corners for the Bucs, Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting. Like, obviously, Murphy Bunting has had quite – he's had quite the uh, playoffs in terms of uh, interceptions and causing turnovers. But let me tell you, they're going to have their hands full because if uh, if Devontae Adams is, a, is the number one guy off the line, I think just because of his pure speed, Tyreek Hill is – the second best in the league, just because I don't know if you saw what he did to uh, Tredavious White in the Bills uh, game, but he made he made him look absolutely silly coming off the line. So um, if those two guys, I mean, they're not going to like the sleeving guy said, you're not going to completely stop ever Travis Kelsey and Tyree kill, but if they can contain him and, and, and make him, make him frustrated, make him make Mahomes miss some throws. Like, I don't see why the Bucs can't win this game, especially if they can make Mahomes hold on to the ball and let Shaquille Barrett and stuff get home. So the corners for the Bucs will be my X factor. If they can, if they can do their job against Tyreek Hill, the Bucs could for sure win this thing. But um, um, anyways, 
we'll get to our picks and everything. I'm interested to see what you guys have on the over-under. But we have some other NFL news to talk about. And it's a, it's a big one that hit home for me. Because on Saturday night, we had a blockbuster trade, which you don't always get in the NFL. Matthew Stafford heading to the Rams in exchange for Jared Goff, two first-round picks and a third-round pick. Um, I'll save my little rant on this, this my feelings on this for, for after, but do you guys remember where you were? What was your, what was your initial reaction, and has it changed? Well, Beast, all I can say is that I wish that we had be videoed this because you're absolutely beaming right now. I've never seen a guy like happier. It's like all of a sudden you were in, you're in a bad marriage, you divorced, and you just met the new hot chick that you're finally taking out on a maybe out for an MGD. Who knows? And uh, well, I have I have one take, and that this trade is an absolute, complete, and total failure if you guys do not win the Super Bowl within the next three seasons because you're probably screwed after that. But before I completely shit on the trade, I actually think it's not a bad deal. Now, maybe, maybe, maybe Lesh Need is playing chess, but we're all playing checkers <laughs> with first round picks because they're not guaranteed to be great players. And what you are guaranteeing yourself right now with these two first rounders is at least good to great quarterback play over the next three seasons while your championship window is open. So I don't hate it. It was not too much to pay. And that defense is still going to be really good next year. If anything, you're, you know, like, I don't want to see you go on the suicide watch again when Jared Goff is throwing interceptions and turning it over in week 16 and your defense is holding teams to 17 points a week. So, I mean, for your sanity, I love it. For the Seahawks, I hate it. For the NFC West, hate it. So, all in all, meh. Well, I'm interested. I'm interested to see if Matthew Stafford can do one step better than a la maybe a Carson Palmer. That's kind of what I see him as. Very talented, big arm, not not doing much winning, but might finally add a chapter to his not so storied career. Damn, really? Yeah. Wow. That's all right. Uh, there it is. So yeah, I think um I think you guys already leveraged the hell out of your future when you traded for Ramsey. So that was gone. This was a necessity. Turns out there was no such thing as bad Jared. It was just lazy Jared the entire time, according to new reports being released from McVay. He just wasn't, the work wasn't there. And it was obvious week 17 wildcard round that the team was rallying around Wolfer. So, I mean, obviously less. I think it's more, we got ourselves into a hole at this point. You have to double down. It could not have worked out better. Like Matthew Stafford has been the, most underrated quarterback since he was drafted and now he has a chance to shine he has an opportunity to punch himself a hall of fame career contend Whoa. for a super bowl <laughs> okay okay he wins a super bowl he's a hall of famer he has all the numbers he's done absolutely everything but win it's because he's been on a future team in detroit his entire career and i feel happy for him that he wasn't didn't sit there and rot like barry did like megatron did he's gonna go on get to live another life and move on but i saw this stat the other day and I found it a little interesting. Here is a full list of all the Rams first round draft picks that are on the team since 2014. I'm not gonna Aaron Donald, end of list. Hey, somehow they're still competitive. It's, it, they beat you guys in the playoffs. So. I don't want to well, allow we're just we're not talking about that. We're talking <laughs> about the Matthew Stafford Jared Goff trade. Uh now to the biggest Rams. Yeah, fan. what is yeah. What is, 
what do you what, what do you got for us how excited were you how is there a stafford poster in your room yet did you order a new jersey we gotta know give us the facts i mean i i think the sleeping guy you nailed it on you hit it the nail on the head when you said my mental health is if anything there's a winner in this trade it's my mental health because gone are the days where i have to defend jared goff to all of you guys <laughs> and to chris and and eric because that, those are some of the most uh, mentally taxing days on, on my mental health was when these guys would come at Jericho. Cause you have to, how can you not defend the quarterback you have for the next five years? Even if you don't, don't believe it. Like we saw, we saw bad Jared for a lot of the season. We saw some good Jared, but again, Nick's Nick's right. There was, there was feeling within the organization that after the 2018 season where Jared Goff legitimately looked like he could be a star quarterback. He legitimately looked like that, but teams started to counter McVay and then McVay started to counter back, but Jared was falling behind. So I think Sean, the, the relationship just broke down. Um, McVay, McVay just clearly didn't trust him to do anything this year. If you look at Goff ranked 40th, in average depth of target with QBs with 100 or more passing snaps. 40th this year, which is insane. And it was clear, one, he, Sean McVay just didn't trust him to throw the ball and, and not turn the ball over. He had, Jared Goff had 38 turnovers in his last 31 regular season games. Not good. So now, when you put Stafford on it, where he has an average depth of target of 10.1 yards, the third highest in football this year, I think it's going to open up like their deep passing game. They're going to have elements they didn't have this year. But like you guys said, I think the, the Sean McVay, he's under the gun now because the gone are gone are the excuses of having Jared Goff on his team. Right. Like you can't, everybody says, Oh, it's just Jared's fault. Like, yeah. Yeah. So are you, like, are you putting him on the hot seat or what? Well, he's, not, no, but, that seat is burning hot right not now. A no, chance, no. Man. I, not I don't a think whose seat's hotter. McVeigh's or Stafford's because he's had the excuse that he's played for the Lions for the past ten seasons. That's, also that's why he doesn't win anything. So they're both their their futures are intertwined. No, yeah, I don't think McVeigh gets fired even if even if this deal doesn't work out. Do you know who? Well, he made a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. How can you fire that coach? Maybe maybe Sneed, if anything, is on the hot hot seat if this deal doesn't work out. But I think so. What do you guys think if? In these next three years, you have Aaron Donald, you have Ramsey, you have Cup, you have Woods, you have Stafford. Well, they're thinking they might extend Stafford for until 2024. What's what's the what's the the line of if, if it's a successful trade? Do they need at least one Super Bowl championship appearance? You better hope Andrew Whitworth finds a fountain of youth like Tom Brady and can stay healthy too, or else you guys are effed. I, I mean, Super Bowl or bust. And Matthew Stafford has one chance in his life to finally shed the nickname that I see in my head every time I see his 300-yard passing stats, Stat Padford. No one lives to pad their stats more like Matthew Stafford getting down against Aaron Rodgers, the Bears, the Vikings, whoever else. No. He just he loves to he loves to throw up 400 yards, two no, touchdowns, no, two interceptions, no, this and guy, a This guy is freaking filthy, and he's just being rotting in Detroit. I kid you, like. I might put some money on Stafford for MVP next year because this is this like Kellen, get excited. This shit's about I, to happen. And I'm excited. If you can get it, you can get tight with like Goff. He got together with Goff, and Goff is nothing compared to what Stafford is. And they were able to build some camaraderie. I mean, he's already got camaraderie with Stafford. They were hanging out in Mexico. I yeah. mean, well, they're the same age. Kelly 
Kelly Stafford is the connection between the two. McVeigh is actually very close friends with her brother, Chad Hall. So, I mean, the four of them are double dating. They're already scheming up how to dust the Seahawks. I mean, the Cardinals are in a question. Get it out quick against the Niners. Guys, the Rams. The Rams are here, and they are to be trifled with. Well, again, I, I kind of think it because maybe it is a win-win because if you're the Rams, like Aaron Donald, he's going he's gonna to be great again next year but like he's not going to be the most dominant defensive player in the league forever so you got to capitalize on that now especially when you also have Ramsey under contract there um it's all going to come down to like whether they can make hay at in the second third round now like that's what they're, they're gonna have to find starters that come from that that thing and if if they can great they could like if they find more Darius Williams those kind of guys right but oh, yeah. uh, but they're going to be under the pressure in the draft now because you can't can't miss on those if you're going to have to have them start for you. Well, Beast, one final thought. Like, you guys are truly one injury away from destruction now. If you lose Stafford, Donald... Well, don't don't Rams, talk about Stafford. We got the best backup in the league, Liam. Yeah, I mean, the Wolf. The but if you guys lose... Like, you saw what happened when Donald went, when Donald was injured for the second round. Or if you guys yeah. lose Ramsey, I think you guys are fucked. So oh, you, you, say, better, you better pray to the health gods. Get your rain dance ready. I wouldn't quite say fucked, but what is the cap situation right now in LA? Not, not ideal. Uh, right, they're, well, they're, that might be tough because yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to drop and a lot of those mid-range free agent talents are but, not going to be available. Well, they're still paying Todd Gurley. Yeah, but early, early fantasy. Literally, they're still paying Todd Gurley. Are they paying Brandon Cooks too? Uh, no, they got him off the cap. Oh, God. Okay. But they're still paying Todd Gurley. Early, uh, early fantasy talk. Uh, buy all your Robert Wood and Cooper Cup st- stocks next year, though. I think, uh, I think they're in for some career years uh, if, um, if, if I'm, things I'm go, with you. go as planned. So I'm with you, man. So, uh, but uh, anyways, uh, let us know who you think won the trade. Uh, Eric Patterson, how you feeling as a Lions fan? <laughs> He's gonna have to cheer as cheer for Jared Goff as his quarterback and Anthony Lynn as his OC. So. Uh, that's yeah. that's and be Kelly fun. Stafford, the beast, and I will come as be the third couple on that double date next time. Quick, quick, quick chat about the Lions. We don't want to talk about them much. Are they good? Is Jared Goff just a placeholder? Do you think he, there's any chance he has success there? No, because if there, if I was to name the last guy in the league that I could see biting someone's kneecap it's probably be that the soft little blonde kid jared goff. yeah uh if you want the first it, nothing says first overall pick more than jared goff and dan the man campbell <laughs> so lions fans it's gonna be a long season does he shave his head and rock the m&m haircut now that he's hanging out in Amos? well i mean we'll see it his his model girlfriend. I'm worried. I'm worried she might not come to Detroit with him. So she's gonna dump him. There's gotta be nothing worse than the quarterback room going from Sean McVay to Dan the Man Campbell, former <laughs> tight ends coach. We need toughness from the quarterback <laughs> position. I want to see you laying it all on the line. Oh. Yeah, that's what you're gonna get with the Golden Boy golf. Oh God. Um. All right. Well, let's move on to some NBA, and uh, we gotta start with the Nets because. They might not play defense, but does it really matter? Because they score 140 a game, it seems like. Um, it seems like any three of their guys can get a shot anytime that they want. Um, are they your guys' favorites in the East now after they've had a little time to gel together? Or w- where are we thinking there? I think if they got to fix that defense, they should bring in Dan Campbell for some toughness in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, 
No, it's a really bad take right now as they are currently down 121 to 97 at home to the Portland Trailblazers without CJ, Nurkic, or Collins. But I still like the Sixers. I just think they're too tough down low. And if you're not going to ever play defense, I mean, they're just, it's wings versus bigs in the middle, and Embiid's playing at a hell of a level. But I did watch that game against the Clippers the other night. And what they did in that four-minute stretch, early fourth quarter, where it was something like 21 points in just under four minutes with Kyrie, Harden, and KD getting involved, that was scary. It's, it's, It's interesting to watch them play because it's just like, you just give it to one of those guys, they can just get their shot. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. I, I don't know how they match up with the Sixers. And again, in the in league right now, don't you kind of have to always think about how do you match up with the Lakers at this point? Because like I and I don't I think the Sixers they match up pretty well with the Lakers. Whereas the, the Nets, I don't like who's going to guard AD and DeAndre Jordan. He's he's lost a step. Um, but I mean. I th- I'm just I'm dubious as to how they're going to stop anyone in crunch time. I, I really am. I um I was just I was thinking along the lines of maybe like, um like, who's gonna who's gonna box out Harold? Who's gonna box out AD? It's just it's too tough to say with this Nets team. They really they really are. Trash. The Lakers set basketball back like ten years, and I like it. They're playing big, strong, tough down the middle, and you're gonna have to match that because if you're just gonna hang out on the wings and put old man Andre Drummond in the middle down there, you're gonna get your ass beat. Speaking of the Lakers, the team they beat in the final of the last year, the Miami Heat, seven and fourteen this year, boys. Uh, currently in 13th in the East. They just lost to the uh, putrid Washington Wizards last night. Um, what are we feeling? I know Jimmy Butler hasn't played a lot of games this season, but he's back now. They have most of their guys back now. Was that a total aberration last year in the finals? Did they just get hot? Is this team still good? What do you guys, what do you guys feel on the heat? It's really tough that they got COVID. I think it's really, it really taken their season off the rails. I mean, they talked all this big game about their leaders back. We're going to start winning games. And then they went out and lost. So if, if I'm, if I'm the heat, I'm worried. And if, and I'm waving the white flag a little bit on this season. Like they're, they're really falling behind. They're what seven and 14, seven and 13. Like they're, they're going to have to rip off a streak soon. I'm calling them the complete frauds. And <laughs> I could not. I could, they're a product of their environment, hanging out on the bubble, living the dream. And I could not be more disgusted with Tyler Hero, who looked like the second coming of Michael Jordan against my Celtics. And like, what, what have I heard from him this year? Like, what I thought you were a walking bucket, bro. How about you score? God damn. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't been what he was in the bubble this year. Um, it's, I mean, he's, he's still averaging 17.2 a game, which is, Decent. Bam. Bam looks like the real dude. Bam looks like their best player right now, honestly. And he, he seriously might be. But um, but lastly, we got to talk about another young guy, Zion, boys. I, 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 I just like I, he kind of flies under the radar. But do you, do you guys see the stat through his, through a player's first 40 games? Zion has 31 20 point games. Do you know the only person to have more goes by oh. name of Michael Jordan, who has 34. Oh. So that's the only guy that has more points um, than more 20 point games through his first 40 games than, than Zion does. Uh, the, the man is just crazy efficient. He had 28 points on like 12 of 14 shooting last night. Um, one of one from three doesn't, doesn't try and do anything. He's not used to 
Uh, what's what's the ceiling for Zion? Is he a, a future MVP candidate? At this point in his career, you have to say that he he has the potential to be so. But I'm going to zag a little here. And I know I've said this to the sleeping guy previously. I said it prior to last year's draft, and I stick to it. I'd rather have Jaw. Wow. All right. I'm going to say this. For Zion, the sky is literally the limit because that guy can friggin' jump, all right? The sky is the limit for Zion. I was watching the game last night. Him, D.A., DeAndre Ayton, former number one overall picks going at it, and Zion could just bully him in the post. The guy's literally a foot taller than him. I've never seen a fatter ass in anyone in my life than Zion bodying guys in the post. He's he's a thick man down there, and he is tough to stop. He's He can finish from all angles. He can jump over guys. I think we're one or two years away from saying that we literally have the second coming of a mini shack. He's literally a dominant. He's a dominant force, and honestly, keep him away from 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 the snacks aisle because he's a big man already I, if anything i'm worried about his conditioning sorry i said it i'm worried about his conditioning yeah i mean i mean it's fair but the only the only guy who might be thicker is four year ago kyle lowry honestly <laughs> <laughs> because kyle lowry has a has a booty on him but uh no i i think it's it's a good point i'm interested to see how he develops his career like like, does he just go full post? Does he try and expand his outside game? Because, like, he's not a great shooter from outside right now. He'll shoot the occasional three. But, I mean, I I don't know what his season percentage is. It can't be – he can't have shot that many threes, to be honest. So, so that's kind of to my point. It's no denying that Zion is an incredible athlete. And in his youth at this current age, he can night in, night out, out-athlete the best athletes in the world. But how long does that last? And where is the second part of his game? I see in Zion a kid who's always been better than everybody he's played against. So he's just dominated. And at some point, someone's going to come along that might be a little bigger and stronger than Zion. And what do you go to in that term? I I don't know. I I disagree. He's already leaving. I'm not counting him out saying he can't develop another game. I'm just saying he looks to me like he's one knee injury away from being riding pine well so are you and i but he's 50 games into his career and he's already the most dominant post force in the nba literally he scored the most two-point whoa, baskets whoa, he's whoa, he whoa, is whoa. the most dominant two-point force in this game whoa whoa i'm not no i'm not no i'm not agreeing to that that's uh i mean that is most hard to hard to argue it's not Shaq in in that regard but uh i mean again again but, oh like right now in the nba yeah I'm, okay I, okay if he adds the sky, I still think that's crazy. Hey, if he adds the sky hook to his game, he's literally going to be unstoppable. Well, like, yeah, that's why I want to see him. I'd like to see him add some like post moves. It just always looks like he's freewheeling out athlete. But again, the uh, the other side, the thing we have to remember is on both sides of it, he's it's crazy that he's only played like 40, 40 something games. And some of that has been on a minutes restriction. So it's, I mean, the fact that he's, he's, he's actually tied broke almost broke MJ's record is crazy to me, especially cause he's been on a minutes restriction kind of thing and he's been injured kind of that whole thing. But uh, you got a point there, beauty man. I just, I was, that's like, how are you on a minutes restriction 35, 40 minutes a night? I'd love to be on a minutes restriction at my job. Would love to be on a minutes restriction. Like I know. <laughs> no, he went hard for 20. Get Put Liam on the pine for a little yeah. bit. Put the sleeping guy back. He needs, he's got to rest up. 
can only do 20 minutes at a time. Oh, yeah, well, let's hope he doesn't have to go on it ever again. But Wait, boys, breaking news. I had to check it twice because I didn't believe it. But Kelly Oubre dropped 40 tonight. Mm-hmm. He's still a fucking minus in my book. <laughs> like, honestly, Wednesday night I was watching the war, whatever game it was, Warriors versus Seas. Yeah. He was on the floor for 21 minutes and he was minus 26. The time he was off the floor, the Warriors were like plus 24 and I lost and I had money on the Warriors. So Kelly Oubre, I expect an e-transfer this week at some point, you piece of trash. I'm with you. Every time I've bet on the Warriors this year, I have cursed Kelly Oubre and his shooting for 48 minutes. I can't believe that I didn't have money on them. He was seven of 10 tonight uh, from three. So yeah, he was seven of 10. Lights out. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, speaking of minutes restrictions, boys, I need a bit of a rest. So should we throw it to our first break? All right. Coming up, we actually have a special guest appearance. So stay tuned, listener. Zion Sith, a new segment as well. It's a big podcast. And we got Zion Williamson to discuss what he likes to eat at the buffet. Hello there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Man of the Middle podcast. The second half of the podcast, we know it's everyone's favorite favorite time because, well, the sleeping guy's a second half team, and I'm the real star of the show now. So let's get it going with a little Jedi and Sith. And as always, well, me first, because I'm the star. And my Jedi of the week, well, it was a record-breaking performance from one man who's been counted out his whole life. Fred Van Fleet, ladies and gentlemen. My Jedi of the week with the Raptors franchise record, 54 points. And now, well, let's let DeMar, let's let DeMar DeRozan tell the story of what he thought of his game. So. From Damar himself on Twitter, I'm sure you've all seen it before, but congrats to my brother, Freddie V. Kyle's old ass couldn't do it. Glad you did, champ. Been telling you. And wow, what a, what a sweet bit of nostalgia I had thinking about thinking about Damar DeRozan back on the, rap, on the Raptors. And it's a weird inflection to think with that one small trade of Damar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard. My Raptors would still be battling for the third seed, hoping to get out of the second round of the NBA playoffs led by Damar DeRozan, Fred Van Fleet, and Kyle Lowry. So hats off to you, Fred Van Fleet. And also never forget Raptors, 2019 NBA champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep holding on to that because it'll be a while since you guys, till you guys get back there. But honestly, shout out Fred Van Fleet. It's pretty cool. Apparently it was the, the most efficient 50-point game in NBA history, which is uh, pretty pretty unreal. And the most points scored by an undrafted player in NBA history. Yeah. So that's my GM, Masai Ujiri. Freddie V earning all of those dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty impressive. All right. Well, my uh, Jedi of the Week is also – he's not undrafted, but he – he went like he went in the second round, and uh, people weren't thinking thinking much of him. But it's got to be to a Kentucky alum, and I got to get some Kentucky love out here because right now they are putrid in in actual college basketball. But Emmanuel quickly guard for the Knicks. Um, he was drafted in the second round. Uh, Obi Toppin was supposed to be the Knicks uh, rookie star, but Emmanuel quickly has been the ne- the Knicks best rookie by far, and it's it hasn't even really been close. Um, and if you guys haven't watched him play yet, you gotta you gotta take a look at him play because the man has never seen a floater that he does not love. Uh, he he gets in that lane and he just he hits some floaters, um, and he's just crazy efficient for Thibodeau. He's average. He's averaging uh, close to twelve point four points per game in only nineteen minutes. So I'm I'm a little shocked he's not getting more minutes these days, but. Uh, 
He's electric, and I'm I'm cheering for the Knicks. They got a lot of Kentucky players. They got a Canadian and RJ. Um, so I'm all aboard the Knicks train after the LeBron train, of course. Beast, he's just on a minute restrictions like me and Z- me and Zion. Yeah, well, Quigley, like- sleeping guy, Zion. Minutes restrictions at work. It's tough to play for Tibbs sometimes, but uh, beauty man. <laughs> if Tibbs could, he would play him for 40 minutes a game. Yeah. Man, it's tough playing for Tibbs. Yeah, eh? that's how we'll put it. Derek Rose, fuck your knees. Get back out there. Well, RJ's playing 40 minutes a game, I think. So. Well, hey, that's how you just got to get reps, man. That's how you get used to the NBA lifestyle. All right, well, my Jedi of the week is Darnell Rogers. Now, most of you may not be familiar with this young man, but Darnell is currently the starting point guard for the UMBC Retrievers. Oh, the Retrievers. Standing five foot two inches tall, he averages over 10 points a game and shoots the fucking lights out. 48% from the field and 41% from the land beyond. He is easily my new favorite college hooper. Darnell is an absolute treat to watch because there is nothing like watching this little beauty running around at hip height to his counterparts. The dude even has collected two boards overall per his career. And against the Delaware Blue Hens this season, he racked up eight boards. Come on, give it to me. This guy is an absolute killer. I love his mentality, the energy he brings out there for UMBC every night. Darnell, for showing off the little guys all over. You are my Jedi of the week. And keeping with the short man theme, Danny Amendola, keep your shit in house, bro. I don't know what he was thinking this week. He went all over Sports Talk Radio. I believe it was on The Herd, speaking to Colin Cowherd himself, where Danny Amendola went out and said, it's the Tom Brady way, as you can clearly see, because Tom Brady is in the Super Bowl this year and not the Patriots, clearly Danny is still a little bit butthurt that Bill didn't stand up to pay him after a standout year in 17. I know Tom appreciates the support, but hey, Danny, you got a couple of rings and there's a few other guys on those teams that you want them with. So maybe pump the brakes a little bit. Is, uh, you always have 30-17, Danny. Yeah. Is Danny just still bitter that Christian McCaffrey stole his gal or what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> well... If you would, if you've seen her, you would be. Oh, excited. I. Oh, believe me, I know who Olivia Culpo. Come on. <laughs> the funny thing is, is like I see her. I see her on like covers and magazines at the grocery store now, and I used to just creep her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. The Beast follows her Instagram. <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> I used to as well, but yeah. then I got married. <laughs> yeah. And yes, it was on the herd because I followed Joy Taylor on Instagram. <laughs> and she posted the clip. <laughs> but seriously, like Danny, off the top rope, that was tough. Well, I follow her for sports reasons. I also, I also love. Uh, uh, the little beauty shout out when the little beauty <laughs> nickname throw back to our throw back to our Mario Kart days. But hey man, anytime you can slide in a little beauty shout out. Yeah, if people ever want to talk about getting raps, that they can just look at our Mario Kart um, <laughs> record. Yeah, <laughs> just try us at 200 CC. Yeah. <laughs> all well, right, Beast, what do you got? Well, my Jedi of the week, and it's she was all over the news the other day, but uh, probably your Sith of the week though, hey. Uh, Sith of the week, yes. It never would be my Jedi. Well, my Jedi is LeBron for how he handled the situation. <laughs> but my my Sith of the week is Juliana Carlos. This uh, this twenty uh, five year old. That was what shocked me when I saw her, her post in Instagram stories. I did not think she was twenty five. Um, would have guessed it, or a little older than that. But she she decided to go at the king. 
um, sitting courtside at a Hawks game. Um, apparently, apparently from from uh, the athletic, the athletic says the only thing Braun said that could actually be heard that he said was he told her husband, who is goes on Instagram by the name of Daddy Carlos. Uh, <laughs> Daddy. He, he told her he he told um he, he told her to to sit down Roy Daddy um because the, if you guys you guys should go look him up on Instagram the guy's clearly on steroids um this Juliana Carlos she went on Instagram tirade she claimed that LeBron said sit the fuck down bitch uh I don't I don't know I don't think so that that, that doesn't really sound like his style um the man the man's a family man i mean maybe i'm just trying to believe he wouldn't say that to someone but i don't see it no one no one said no one's got the clip of him saying it so i don't believe it he said that uh this lady goes on a fucking tirade embarrasses herself embarrasses her 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 husband you know her dad her dad, that, her dad that LeBron the LeBron thought it was her dad but uh I don't know I know you guys have seen it I know the sleeping guys got some takes uh well was, I, I just wanted to say with all that silicone in her she probably floats when she swims so yeah. that was my one take right there but I loved when LeBron said after the game that he was shocked when she got up and said husband because <laughs> she thought it was his dad like because seriously the guy looks like he's fucking 62 and she looks like she just graduated high school well, if you have absolutely no time during to do anything important during your day, like I do, you will have done a little more research and realized that LeBron's actually been living in Daddy Carlos's head rent-free for years because he's got posts going way back into LeBron's Cleveland days sitting next to him commenting about how you all know that I hate this guy. It would be great if the sleeping guy would stop watching Instagram videos while I'm talking <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. But honestly – if LeBron did tell that dumb bitch to shut up and sit down, like she had it coming. Like you should be bowing down, kissing the ground for the privilege that you have sitting six feet from one of the greatest athletes to ever walk the planet, the best basketball player in the world. And then you have the audacity to speak something that isn't, oh my God, LeBron, I love you. Yeah, sit down, shut up, you dumb bitch, move on. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I yeah, again, I wouldn't really blame him, but I just, I doesn't sound like his style. He did post after the game. He said courtside Karen was mad mad. So I, yeah. I love that. Well, hey, she was mad two times. I loved yeah. it. I love that one. But uh, all right, sleeping guy, give us give us your Sith of the week. My Sith of the week, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's only a Sith of the week if you're the fan of the Southampton Saints, which I know Beast your father is. My Sith of the week, Ralph Hassenhutel, because, <laughs> well. I'll tell you this, losing matches 9-0 has only ever happened three times in Premier League history. And Ralph Hasenhutl has been the manager for the team that's lost 9-0 twice, two times, two times. So let, let's let's break it down for you, ladies and gentlemen. So why he is the assist of the week is because he has not learned from his own mistakes. The last time Southampton lost 9-0, they took a red card within the first 10 minutes. And it's bad that I knew the second that Janowitz took a red card in the first two minutes that I thought, holy shit, we are going to beat the crap out of Southampton today. Little did I know that for fun, after 90 minutes, we would score two more in injury time to really pile on the misery. So, Ralph Hassenhudel, learn from your mistakes. If you go down a man, shut it down shop. Just don't even worry about scoring. Just don't concede nine goals. It's amazing you still have a job today, all right? So you, Ralph Hassenhudel, you are my assist of the week. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was a tough uh, tough performance. Uh, Jimbo was a little upset about it. Apparently, apparently, I I heard. Do they have two nine nothing losses in their their? When was the last one? Do you remember? Killing. It was literally last season. <laughs> oh, they lost nine nothing to Leicester on October twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. So within the span of fifteen months, he's lost two matches nine nil. Yikes! Uh, rough, rough for some. Yeah. Just everyone look for the sack because it's coming for Haas and Hoodle. Actually, you know what? The guy's fucking bulletproof. If you can lose nine nothing twice and yeah. keep your job, yeah. that's the kind of job security I strive for. Better than better than Frank Lampard. Sack. <laughs> yeah, sacked. <laughs> Tough, <laughs> someone for old Frankie. Tough All right. But uh, new segment alert because of uh, the disappearance of college football, uh, college basketball. We'll, we'll get back to it before before the conference tournament tournaments, but. You don't really need to know much other than Baylor is good. Gonzaga is good. Everybody else is average. Kentucky sucks. Um, so let's get to a new segment alert titled Sleeping Guys, Nightmares, and Dreams. So, Sleeping Guy, the floor is yours. Well, I was hoping for the first time we do this segment, I'd, I'd have a little bit more of an introduction. So I will take that from the top for myself. So <laughs> may I introduce your sorry, three- Sorry I didn't roll out the red carpet for you. That's my bad. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't told ahead of time I needed a, a 14 paragraph uh, introduction. It's my segment. We'll do it things my way. So <laughs> introducing your three time defending dynasty league champion, Two-time Shiva Bowl finalist, inaugural winner of the Bottom Fantasy League, business school graduate, sandwich extraordinaire, cocktail maestro, green connoisseur, 2011 Cochrane Football Most Versatile Player and League All-Star, 2012 Cochrane Football Coaches Award for contributions to the game, two-time undefeated provincial championship winning football coach, that's 27-0, ladies and gentlemen, Holder of a six-exam social studies win streak versus the beast. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, the sleeping guy. <laughs> Thank you for the kind words. I could not have said it better myself. Listener, why is it that we are drawn to the greatest athletes of our time? Why is it that when we discuss this weekend's Super Bowl, we don't say Chiefs Pats, we say Brady Mahomes? When I think about the Masters, why? is the first question, is Tiger going to play? When I'm watching this basketball game right now, it's not the Lakers, it's LeBron's team. Ladies and gentlemen, greatness is what is on our mind these days, and we have the true privilege of watching two athletes, maybe in the twilight of their careers. Who knows? They could be playing forever. Tom Brady has been throwing footballs since I was, well, I was smarter than the Beast then, but I was outsmarting him at checkers probably back in those. days. We weren't friends yet, but I would have kicked his ass. I mean, I've been watching Tiger hit golf balls since the beauty man was sneaking out of his parents' house to go and uh, see some chicks. We have been true, true, truly lucky to have these two athletes in our lifetime. So to the listener, I hope on Sunday when you crack your cold one, preferably not a Budweiser, something a little bit tastier. You want to go with a great beer. So I recommend something on the darker side, maybe, maybe a dark matter, maybe a Guinness. Sip it. Enjoy some homemade wings fried great homemade wings and have one final chance to maybe witness greatness in 2021 the beast's birthday february 7th no i'm talking about the super bowl because greatness will truly be nine days after when i turn 27 but alas it is that time of year where we are treated 
to greatness. So ladies and gentlemen, that has been Sleeping Guys, Dreams and Nightmares. And oh yeah, I went on a seven game NBA betting winning streak this week. That was a dream until <laughs> Devin Booker snuck into my nightmares and killed me with a buzzer beater three pointer. So we will see you next week on Sleeping Guys, Dreams and Nightmares. This segment is sponsored by Spolumbo's Fine Foods and Deli. Ask me about my wiener. This segment has seen many topics. We've discussed my disdain for zebras, bedics, the benefit of a growth mindset, and how people who don't like sports don't deserve to be liked. However, I would be remiss if we did not use this platform, small as it may be, to share more than hilarious sports anecdotes. So shut up and pay attention. This week's rant comes from the only perspective that need be considered. Be advised, it will contain re content related to sexual violence. I present to you, Mrs. Beauty Man. All right, hi everybody. Um, I'm going to talk briefly about sexual violence and how it disproportionately affects women. So here in Victoria, there's currently a large investigation being done on a man named Jesse Chaves. Um, calling him a man is actually unfair. He's truly a cockroach in human male form. There is now upwards of 36 women who have come forward telling their stories of sexualized violence and rape at his hands. This man is in his mid forties and the women coming forward are as young as 17. In true predatory behavior, he's conveniently living above the bar that he works at so that after drugging these women, he just has to get them one set of stairs. I won't go into too many details in this case that is, as it is truly horrific, but I wanna make a few points from this story. My first point is the importance of believing survivors of a sexual assault. When you don't believe women, when they do come forward with their stories, it gives men like this two decades to ruin more lives. This is not the first time someone tried to press charges against this man or reported him in a workplace. It's also the reason so many women don't come forward with their stories, the fear of not being believed. The second point I'd like to talk about is consent. Um, were you ever taught the true meaning of consent by an adult in the school system or a parent at home? Even if you were, how old were you when you fully understood what that means for you? Consent is needed for literally anything, not just sex. Consent can be revoked. Consent is needed within a relationship. You cannot consent when you are drunk or drugged. Consent is required. The way a woman dresses or even being naked is not consent. If it's not an enthusiastic fucking yes, it's a no. The third point I'd like to talk on is rape culture. The reason so many people saw his behavior or turned a blind eye or frankly encouraged his behavior is because of the small ways in which women deal with sexualized violence on a daily basis. It's considered just part of the industry or boys being boys or whatever the hell excuse it is for the behavior. Um, ass grabbing, cat calling, pushy behavior, like let me buy you this drink, but then being offended when she doesn't want that drink or doesn't want your attention. Stalking behavior and honestly, um, anything that is unwanted attention. Creepiness is never flattering. Last but not least, I want everyone to know that there's resources for women who have experienced sexual violence. Most cities have sexual assault centers or emergency rooms where you can find forensic um, or where we can do forensic filing, where you can talk to a counselor and where you will find supportive people who will want to hear and believe your story. This week's segment has not been sponsored because Sneaky Weasel does not stand for this shit. Nice. Nice. Thank you, Mrs. Beauty Man. Thank you, Mrs. Beauty Man. And yes, listener, she's real. Yeah. She's, real. she's been referenced many times, but yes, the very, Beauty Man could do one thing right and keep the Beauty Man's wife around. Very, very important message, too. It was it was very good to have a female perspective on for that, especially because we are we are idiots, but it's something we, we stand behind as well. Here, here. Yeah. 
All right. You got a big Jalen Bloom question of the week for us there, bud? Uh, I do. And uh, uh, Sarah, you're welcome to stay on for this if you want, if you have an ideal. It doesn't even have to be a sports trip. But my big J question of the week, I want to know if you guys were to design your ideal week sports trip, weekend sports trip, where you take your friends on and, and go go for a trip and you see some sports. Um, I think I think you get the idea. Um, I, I talked a little longer than I needed to, but it has to be logistically like it, it can happen. Like you can't you can't go to the Super Bowl and then you're going to the NBA playoffs. Like those aren't in the same month, so it's got to be able to happen. Um, do you guys have one? And who wants to go first? I'm going first, and uh, yeah, I got it. Wow! All right, I no, I'm jumping in because I'm worried we're gonna have the same one. Well, now, the, the second half is set, my time in the podcast. Set, <laughs> set the parameters. So you said I can't get too crazy, but what is the timeline? You you have a week, like you can fly across the country, you know. Yeah, but what day and age are we in? Are we in today's pandemic world, or are we a few years ago? No, where no, things you're, were okay. We're when we can all go to these these events, you know. Okay, so. We'll take it back this time last year before COVID really blew up. And damn it, might not work out. We're going to go to Vegas for the week. The Flames are going to come to town. We're going to get to see them play the Golden Knights. Tom Brady and the Patriots come to Vegas to roll John Gruden and the Raiders. There's some college basketball on. We're peeping UNLV. We're spending our times at the craps tables and uh, the sports book. There it is. Unfortunately, we can't get a real NBA team in there, but I just I can't have my cake and eat it all at the same time. But Vegas for college basketball, NFL, hockey. I mean, NBA would be sick, but that's the dream sports week. Nice. Good, good, good take. It was didn't steal yours though. No, you didn't because mine's better. Because <laughs> first and foremost, I've got my pal the beast to book us a hotel room with one bed, and I've got. <laughs> so you're gonna go on a trip we've already been on? No, no. And I've got the, my fun coordinator to the beauty man. To make sure we're having good times all the time on the trip. So, boys, we're gonna start in Portland. We're gonna rent a car and we're gonna do a Blazers game. We are gonna go to Rip City. We're gonna watch a Blazers game and then we're gonna head downtown to enjoy one of Portland's finest clubs after. Yeah. Well, she said it, not me, so it's, <laughs> so now it's okay. Then the next morning, we're going to hop on a little transit that is to be determined, probably something where neither of us have to pilot after our fun night out in the big city and go up to Seattle for a Saturday, drop us off right at Husky Stadium for some tailgating before some college football. Yes, that's right. We've got number one USC in town to take on number two Washington Huskies. The student section is going crazy. Then we are going to make it back to our one-bedroom hotel room Brought to you by the Beast for a Sunday of football. That would be Sunday night football. Seahawks, Rams, my team wins. The Beast is crying. We all fly home on Monday. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Uh, that that game didn't work out so so well for you the last time we went to that that matchup, hey? No, the boys came through. <laughs> Can't wait for Stat Padford to throw me a few this year. Um, Sarah, do you have a trip you would like to go on? You know, me and Liam have actually talked about the uh, Portland trip a little bit, and I'm into it, but it would be with some adjustments. We would start in Portland, we would go to the Trailblazers game, but then we would drive to the coast and go to the spa and hang out at the beach for the rest of the weekend. 
sounds sounds fun. It equally is fun. It yeah. was off to a decent start, but then it kind of tailspin <laughs> hey, down the street. Beast, we'll bring our wives. It'll be perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got. We just got to find one of those. If anybody wants to be our wife, hit us up. <laughs> um, you know where the you know where the DMs are. Yeah, exactly. Sleeping guy. Hit us up in the comment section. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, mine is. We're heading down to California for the Sweet 16 Elite Eight round of March Madness. It's yeah. a Thursday, Friday Sweet 16 matchups. And then with Saturday, Sunday, we're getting some good Elite, elite uh, Eight matchups. Hopefully, hopefully Kentucky is in it, but maybe not. And then we're, we're, we're heading to the Staples Center and we're taking, yeah. taking on, we're watching the King. In his in his final years in the league, uh, maybe we can catch a Kings Flames game if it if it works out. But you know, hockey's hockey's on the back burner. And then we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Disneyland. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the boys, nice. the boys are going, the boys are going to Disneyland, uh, Disney Universal Studios, hitting some rides. Maybe maybe getting going to Star Wars World, getting a lightsaber. You know, doing doing all the good things. So. Uh, so that's uh there's mine so uh, forget vegas i want to go on that trip <laughs> yeah well yeah. we're not even going to talk about how much you want to come on my trip hey yeah. well, well I, like we've done this thing. well you I, just assume you're invited if i'm going somewhere you literally days. said i'm the fun coordinator yeah, yeah you I'll, did a decent job last time all right you earned your keep I'll, I'll <laughs> and i won the bocce tournament <laughs> yeah well well i don't know you were a little distracted so i don't know but uh, uh <laughs> 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 but all right uh We'll go. We'll uh, we stay around for our Super Bowl picks. Sleeping guys, throw us through a second break. Coming up, why the beauty man is the fun coordinator. Hello there, and welcome back. We're really pushing my minutes restriction tonight because the beauty man was just too excited to talk about his Super Bowl picks. So, beauty man, take us away. All right. Well, first things first. We all know that I'm going to ride with the Bucks. However, if we're going to pick each side of the game, I may individually stench myself because that seems to be working. First things first, let's start with the game total. Currently at 56 and a half or 56? A 56 and a half. You guys got a 56 and a half? I am firmly, could not be more on the under. I think that historically in Super Bowls, that extra weeks lay off the added pressure Super Bowls normally get it off to a slow start. I know for a fact Tom Brady has only scored in the first quarter of one Super Bowl. Lest we forget, it's a half-hour break in between. So even the momentum that you garnered just after the first quarter, you got the jitters out and you start to build some drives, to put some drives together, everything goes a little well because you got to sit down and cool off for 30 minutes only to get pumped up and figure out while the weekend puts on a hell of a show. I don't know if it's just me, but boys – I think the way that Kansas City is going to be forced to play because Tampa Bay better not give you anything over the top and the way that Tampa Bay will want to play to pound on the rock. 56 is just a mountain of points. There was 44 points scored in this game last year. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. And, well, actually, I've been battling for the past 10, 11 days trying to figure out if I'm going to go over and under. And honestly... On the bus ride home today, I was thinking long and hard about taking me over, but my man, the beauty man, has got me thinking not like the public again and thinking like a sharp. I love the under. I'm all over that under with him. He said it best himself. I think they're going to try to control the clock. People get nervous. Mistakes are made. 
So I'm with the beauty man on the under. Beast? I mean, you guys make a good point. Like, let's remember in the Rams, in the Rams Patriots Super Bowl, I think the over-under was set at something similar, like 56 something, or it was over. Oh, yeah. It was over 50, I know, and everyone remembers, uh, and me especially, there were uh, 16 total points scored in that game. So You were one Matt Stafford away, man. I know. Uh, I was, So, I mean, do I want it to hit the over? Yeah, because I think that would be an exciting game. But, again, if I was if I was having to put my money on it, which I probably will, I, w- I would bet the under. And uh, I'm, we'll, go to the, we'll go to the picks against the spread because – I, I mean, this is where I would maybe lean box. I, I like the Chiefs to win the game. I mean, I'm riding with Patrick Mahomes. If there's if there's one quarterback I would maybe trust against Tom Brady, it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think this is a big legacy game for both of them, uh, more so Mahomes. Brady doesn't have anything to prove. He's already the greatest of all time. But if Mahomes gets this one, he's there is a path where he could he could uh, be in the conversation with Tom. So. I think I like the, the the Chiefs to cover three and a half too. So uh, I think uh, I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes they they sh- they showed they could get it done last year, and I, I think uh, as long as their offensive line holds up enough, I think uh, they're going to get it done. Sleeping guy. Well, first I have a couple questions for you. Yeah. Number one, you said you would only really trust Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. What about Sammy Baugh versus Tom Brady? <laughs> Wow, slinging Sammy by. I guess you you can't you can't. Uh, I don't I don't know how he he would deal with the the new age of of ne- just handing handing the not handing the football off every every play. You know. What about what about Davy O'Brien? Tom Brady doesn't have any college football awards named after him, and people have been claiming the O'Brien for years. Enough with the jokes. I would definitely take Fran Tarkin versus Tom Brady any day of the week. But we're getting to my pick. I'm all over the Bucks plus three and a half. You're giving me a free half point there. If this game goes to overtime, who's to say that we're not getting a stop, kicking a field goal, ball game, sweeping guy, covers all around. So I'm all over Bucks plus three and a half, mostly because I'm reading for a close game and 100% because I do not bet against Tom Brady in February. It's a fool's errand. Except if he's playing the Giants. Yeah, well, I don't see Eli's music anywhere. See, the thing is, is that you got to bet against Tom in the Super Bowl if he's playing some cow-face-looking motherfucker out of the NFC East, <laughs> Eli Manning or Nick Foles. However, Kermit the Frog on the other side is kind of a good-looking dude at times. So I like the Jerry Curl, whatever that thing he's got going up top. I can't rock it. However, you guys know where my allegiances lie. But when if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. Fuck it. Nice, nice. Nice. We'd like to take the Chiefs, give me the Chiefs money line, the Chiefs spread on the podcast, and the under. No ifs, ands, or doubts about it. They played in the regular season. Tyreek Hill was a man on fire. They scored 51 total points. They're going to score another touchdown. I will not stand for this reverse jinx you're throwing on yourself. <laughs> what, right? This is absolute bullshit. It's been flawless throughout the playoffs. We want. To, I worked it. I worked it with Heineke against Drew and Rogers. So let's go. We want to see and your I, betting. We want to see your betting account receipts. Uh, yeah, yeah. See me bet the other side of all. Yeah, line. can't wait for you to post your betting receipt after kickoff when one team's already ro- rolling hot. Like, we discussed about how I lost the remote, and I apologize for Buffalo and the Moff- Bills Mafia fans for doing that. Well, are we ready for some props? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get into everybody's favorite thing because uh, you got to bet some props in the Super Bowl. Sleeping guy, give us your favorite props this week. 
I got three props, and to carry on with my theme of bringing the people only stone cold hard facts, like I did last week in my Aaron Rodgers debate, we're gonna start with three backed by science and numbers. Number one, Super Bowl prop: Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes both to top 300 yards. I'm going no at minus 120, and I'll tell you why. It has only happened once that quarterbacks have both topped 300 yards in a Super Bowl since 2010, and that was Tom Brady versus Nick Foles, and I do not see an absolute track meet like we did in that Super Bowl. Next, next Super Bowl prop, will there be a safety? The sleeping guy is going yes at plus 700. That's how you bet a small amount of money to win a big amount of money. You want to know why? It hasn't happened since Peyton Manning snapped the ball over his head back in the best Super Bowl anyone's ever seen. And on average, a safety has happened every six Super Bowls. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been seven Super Bowls since that. So I like, yes, fade, fade it, fade that. No, I know no at minus 500 looks tasty, but yes, at plus 700 looks even better to me. And finally, total interceptions in the ball game. The number is 1.5. The sleeping guy likes the over at plus 110. You want to know why? Tom Brady has thrown interceptions in five of his nine Super Bowl appearances. However, he has tossed the interception in four of the last five Super Bowls he's played in. So you know he's a lock for that one. And Patrick Mahomes has played flawless football in the playoffs. He has not thrown an interception except for the two he threw last year in the Super Bowl versus the San Francisco 49ers. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you really want to be smart, parlay all three of these together, put $100 down on it, and you don't have to work for the month of February after you take all those winnings home and you take the sleeping guy on a nice weekend spa getaway for his birthday on the 16th, all right? Those are my props. They're all winners. And get in the comments if they win, and don't get in the comments if they lose. <laughs> all right. Uh, beauty man, give us give us your props. Okay, well. I got to say, I'm disappointed, sleeping guy. No hit the post prop. I couldn't find odds for it anywhere because they know it's a lock. <laughs> They're fading me. <laughs> they know I was going to bet my my salary on it. Oh, man. The, I mean, this is always the best part of the Super Bowl, right? You can bet every if fans or buds each side of the game. The sleeping guy presented you with some good ones. I know the beast will have some good ones. I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple of the square ones, how you should bet it. I'm also pro on under on the majority of the player props. Guys, they opened. Everyone gets excited. All the squares are always betting the over. Everyone thinks it's always going to be over, over, over. As those lines go up, we get that value. Trust me, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they're not all going to have 100-plus yards receiving, okay? They just can't all do it. However, I'm going to start with the first possible bet you can make because throughout the Super Bowl, my favorite thing is to have action on just about every play first things first the length of the anthem oh, currently yeah. set at i believe it's 119 and a half is that what you guys saw i saw it as well do we know who's singing eric church jasmine sullivan or eric church depending on who doesn't have covid maybe really? both. but they haven't announced which one yet six feet apart oh no. my god it could be both of them honestly could be both in a duet yeah i like the over you can't have two people singing the anthem and in, in less than a minute, 19th. Second bet, everyone's going to be betting the coin toss. Obviously, heads, tails. But here's what we're also going to bet. We're going to bet that Kansas City is not going to get the toss correct. So you can bet that they 
going to guess correct, not correct. I'm going to guess they're going to blow it. Tampa Bay is going to get the choice first. Man, we haven't even kicked off the game yet. Beauty Man's already making you money. Man, I'm just, I'm just way too excited. Also, I love Leonard Fournette to run the ball, right? Let's get to tote the rock. We're going to pound it a little bit. I like Leonard Fournette and Daryl Williams to both get over 55 rushing yards plus 1,100. Now that is how you bet a little amount of money to win a big amount. Nice. Beasts, what are your three favorite props right now? Well, in the most... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's overwhelming. In the, in the most important game of the day, I've got... Team Fluff at plus one ten oh. to win to win the puppy bowl. The puppy I don't know, bowl. Well done. I, I don't know. Well done, sir. I don't know how uh, one team is favored in a puppy bowl, but you gotta re- ride one team that has a minus one forty five odds. I don't know if they uh, team rough must have some studs on their team if they're getting those good those good <laughs> of odds. Well, come on, Fluff versus Rough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe it's just the name, honestly. Um, and then another one of my favorite props to always bet. I've got I've got orange Gatorade and, and here you got an orange Gatorade. Nice. I got hear me out because this is me thinking thinking that the Chiefs are going to win again. They went with orange last year. If you're the Chiefs, how, can you really change the color of Gatorade? So this is me. This is me again. If you're not on the Chiefs, maybe don't bet orange. Um, I don't mind lime green, yellow. You're getting three colors for the price of one. It's some solid nice, plus 350 nice. odds, but I like orange at plus 150. It is the favorite right now, but I think if the Chiefs win, it'll be orange again. Um, I can't deny that that's some great thinking there. You got to think Kansas City is going to go with what they're always going to go with. The only thing is, I've been screwed and I said I'd never do it again. I'll never bet orange, pink, or red because there's too much tomfoolery happened behind the scenes. Yeah. And I feel like I got it right. And then all of a sudden I lost that bet. And now it's blue or it's clear and it's obvious. So fuck Vegas. Yeah, we should probably wrap this up. But wait, but we have more football to talk about. <laughs> and gentlemen, we're forgetting about the ladies' favorite event, the halftime show where you can bet on the first song. Now, we all know it is Thursday, but the weekend is playing the halftime show. So if you're going to bet first song, I've got two candidates for you. Number one, you're going to want to go with either Blinding Lights. It's one of his newest hit singles. Play it for me, Beauty Man. I'll play it in the middle, maybe. Right in the middle. Let's get the listener out. Let's get the listener know. That's how you kick off the Bowl halftime show. All right, pause. We don't want to get sued for, for property rights. Second choice, my second choice that he might go with. You might want to sprinkle this one if you're not sure. Can't feel my face. Can't feel my face. I feel like that one's old school, and I love Blind and Lights. Blinding I'm Lights. I'm all over that. I'm plus over, 330. Yeah, Blind and Lights, plus 330. And, uh, yeah, so the weekend. Sayers, the same birthday as the sleeping guy, February 16th. Oh, uh, yeah. Sleeping guy, any any feeling you're getting plus 700 odds Ariana Grande makes an appearance. Uh, I know it's COVID times, but any feeling they're, they're signed by the same record label. Um, they have a, they have a song like any, any chance she makes it, she makes an appearance. I'm going yes, just because it's America's biggest day of the year. They love the pageantry and fuck COVID. They're going to put Ariana Grande in the weekend, right smack dab in the middle. Plus seven hundred. Yeah. He puts he puts seven million of his own money up to make it the show he wants. So uh, should should be in for a treat. And at uh, Liam, I'm 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 hurt. You said it's the ladies' favorite. Like, come on, everybody loves the halftime show. Like, well, wait, I don't know. Guys, what... guys can't like the halftime show. Yeah, well, I was to that point. 
there's odds for will the sleeping guy shut his eyes and miss a few minutes of the game or the halftime show? The yes is sitting at minus 200. You're going to want to hop all over that. Second bonus prop, will the beauty man's wife nachos be too cheesy on Sunday? You're going to want to go with no. It can never be too cheesy when they're coming from the beauty man's wife. Final point from the beauty man this week. We're all aware of what's going on in Wall Street GameStop. Wall Street always wins. You know who else always wins? Vegas. Proposed idea. Everybody bet tails. Yeah. If it's tails, we bankrupt those motherfuckers. If it's heads, well, good job by them. But hey, everybody get on tails. Never fails. It's the gambling version of what happened. To the moon. To the moon. moon. <laughs> All right, everybody, enjoy the Super Bowl. Um, we'll we'll have our recap, our our thoughts on the game next week. Um, and enjoy my birthday. Send me a birthday text, please. I will be waiting for it. So uh, we'll talk to you all next week. And if you want to be the beasterized wife, Valentine's Day is just a short couple weeks away. So get in the DMs. Happy trails, everyone. Love you guys.